Hello. All right, today is the East Coastal Drive, and it's day seven. So today, we leave Murray Beach in north of New Brunswick and head south to the Fundy National Park. And joining me for this first for this episode is is Greta. Say hi, Greta. Yeah, hi. <laughs> now, so on that morning, I was up at 5 a.m., nine hours sleep. It's a, it was a beautiful park. And now it was only a short drive south to to Fundy National Park, but I had a couple of stops to make before I got there. So I wanted to get an early start, and I I caught the sunrise. Uh, over the Northumberland Strait, and it was fingering through these pine trees, and and I got uh, got the pugs out, got them all on the nice grass, and with the sun uh, in the background, the pine trees, and took a, a great photo, and then fed them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> priorities. Now, I because I didn't have time to make coffee or breakfast, but because I wanted to get started. Uh, however, I stopped at you guessed it, Tim Hortons on the way. Uh, for a cup of coffee and a sausage and egg McMuffin on an English uh, McMuffin, yeah. So I headed south to Cape Enrage Nature Preserve, uh, which overlooks the Bay of Fundy. Now, this, uh, uh, I, I saw this on the map. I thought, well, this looks interesting. The preserve has uh, several things going for it. It's the site of New Brunswick's first lighthouse, built in 1838. However, although it was sunshine and blue sky when I left Murray Beach, some Bay of Fundy mysterious gravitational force caused the fog to descend by the time I got to Cape and Rage. We were there at 9.20, the place opened at 9.30. A gentleman drove up and opened the gate for us, told us to park down by the gift shop. So we saw the, the workers setting up. Uh, and I strolled over to get a photo of the lighthouse in the mist. <laughs> I'm sure Cape and Rage has a spectacular view, uh, but with a dense fog, it only left us with a, with a silhouette of the lighthouse, which was an interesting photo in itself. Now, the story goes that the first lighthouse keeper didn't have a light, so he only got um, half the wages. And then two years later, when they installed the light, uh, he only had the foghorn. So then they installed the light, and he got full pay. Now, another attraction is a zip line, so people can zip over the shoreline. And not suitable for pugs, right? No, we didn't go on the zip line. Not that we would have seen anything. Uh, And the place is also known for its fossils. Now, see, there is a restaurant. And they get about 50,000 visitors a year. So between the fossils, the zip line, and the lighthouse, the restaurant survives. And the restaurant building was originally a duplex for the lighthouse keeper and his, uh, and his assistant. Unfortunately, I was at high tide, so uh, I wasn't able to hunt for fossils. I was able to go down halfway down the metal stairs that lead to the ocean floor. Uh, now the cliffs, though, I could see the cliffs. They, overlooking the shoreline. They were just majestic. And, and there was some shoreline that was, uh, it wasn't completely high tide. So there was some shoreline, but I couldn't go down there because of the waves. The waves were pounding away on the, on the fossils. 
Now the fossils themselves are contained in layers of sedimentary rock and are 320 million years old. Uh, strangely enough, the, the fossils have been transported here from elsewhere, carried by the tide. Uh, well, at least the, the, the trees were, which then became fossils, right? Uh, and the trees are called calamites, and there's also bark textures from chordate trees. So, and then many more um, that you can see in their information guides as you go down. So I headed back on the highway feeling somewhat satisfied. The guide said on a clear day you can see Nova Scotia. Oh well. Now you cannot plan these events. However, on the way, I stopped at a winemaker called Waterside Winery. They make blueberry wine and rhubarb wine. So I got one bottle of each. The woman was from Toronto and this business is kind of a, a retirement for her. Uh, they do well normally because of the Cape and Range traffic. And so uh, we had chatted for a bit. They knew Young and Eglinton, and they were happy to see tourists starting to come back. Oh, it was just like I say, the pandemic was, uh, was, wasn't quite over, but they had opened it up, the New Brunswick had opened up to tourists. Now the next stop was Alma, a town just outside the entrance to Fundy National Park. Now they have several lobster cellars, but I went to Alma Lobster Shop. I was there in 2016 with Dublin and Raisin, plus I wanted to get a photo of the pugs with the lobster statue. Kind of a ritual, right? Now they weren't open for another 15 minutes, so we went around uh, the back where they have picnic tables and that's where the shoreline, you can look out onto the bay. It was just a quiet, peaceful moment listening to the waves lap. Now one thing I wanted to do was compare the lobster from Shediac in the north with the Funday lobster. First off, the price. I knew the price of lobster had gone up because of the pandemic, but a one and a half pound lobster in Shediac was $22. So same one in Alma, $36. Okay, I bought one so I could do a taste test. Uh, I also got a package of peppered smoked salmon. And finally, I stopped at Kelly's Bake Shop. I highly recommend their sticky buns. I also got some freshly baked rolls. Oh, the Alma lobster from the Fundy was firmer and had a more mealy mouth feel. The Shediac lobster was more tender, sweeter, and, and cheaper. Oh, there we are, Shediac one. Now the campsite we had, I booked for three days. I chose a more accessible one than the last time I was here. With Dublin and Raisin, I stayed at Point Wolf, which was particularly isolated. Uh, the Chignecto campground is closer to Alma, so I could run in for supplies over the three days. There was an easy trail that ran around the outer edge of the campground, and there was also a second trail that spiked off that led to a brook, which we followed. And then I came back, I only went halfway around the campground, and before taking uh, the road back to the site, and then we headed into bed. It was, uh, it was a long day, lots of stops and walking around. However, it was another cold night, so everyone snuggled under the sleeping bag, and I put Raisin next to me, but by the morning, Eve, Greta, and Raisin were all snuggled up alongside me. Till next time.